This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome back, you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> this is the 90 Day of Fiance What the Fuck podcast with me, Nadia. Um, I just want to say, I too want to give Ed a punch. <laughs> <laughs> a punch to Ed. <laughs> he is so pangipmo. <laughs> Oh my god. Um and right here with me is uh or are my two friends, Lon and Mariam. Say hi guys. Hi everyone. Um I just wanna say that right now I too wanna give Ed a punch and that's because I have a lot of masculine energy inside of me right now, fighting with my feminine energy. <laughs> so I guess they don't they don't negate, huh? This is too much passion. No, I'm I'm all masculine tonight. <laughs> I hear you. My name is Lon, and ladies, for a small fee, I will share with you what I keep in my nothing box. Spoiler alert, absolutely (laughs) fucking nothing, because I'm a fraud. (laughs) Oh my god. Get into Um, it. I'm going to leave, so we're going to go to them much later, because I think there's so much to cover. So let's go with all the easy stuff first. I'll start with um, David and... um, Lana. Lana. Uh, in this case, uh, Anatoly, who lives in apartment <laughs> eight. Um, so, you know, is it any surprise that it's obviously not a blonde, hot chick behind door number eight? I mean, it's like, come on. Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool, fool me twice, shame on me, right? right? Come on, he and he didn't get it. He's been fooled so many times. How is he so, and how is he mad at this? Like, I don't understand. How is he mad at the fact that he's been stood up multiple times and only now he, he, he feels that he's burned? And, not, and the one thing that I don't, I'm not, you know, that I don't agree with, with, you know, with David on is the fact that he feels entitled and he feels like, oh, yeah, like I deserve to have a relationship after seven years after paying $100,000 on this chick. But you don't even, you you, you guys didn't even like video chat. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't understand. Like, how is he feeling so entitled? And, And it's, I mean, I I cannot wait for him to 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 see the next episode where he hired, uh, he's gonna hire a private investigator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's too. <laughs> he has too much spare change, right? What's there. he gonna I, gain from that, right? Like yeah. at this point, you already did everything a PI I think would have done. Like you discovered that it's fake, that it's a fraud. So don't waste any more money. Now you're just throwing him money away uh, to figure out something that we already know that this person doesn't exist and if if you spend money on a pi what's that going to prove that you're going to find somebody who didn't want to be found in the first place like yeah yeah that's that's just that's stupid that's dumb i mean you have to see that like this guy is like retired he's got a lot of time and money on his hands so you know he he's been to russia what or ukraine like five times or you know, multiple times been stood up. 
Um, the fact that he's going to hire a PI is like, dude, like, come on, please. There's like red flags right and left, you know? Um, but I, I just think like, you know, this is his journey. You know, he's got the time, he's got the money, it's his journey. And, you know, maybe it's his 15 minutes of fame. I don't know, but it's, it's really painful to watch at this point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. painful to watch. Um, I just have to say, like, come on, 90 Day Fiance. Like last, was it last two season? We watch a guy go to Mexico, wait on his Rus- so-called Russian girlfriend. And, you know, she didn't show up and he flew back. And this season, we, we watch a guy wait at the train station for a couple of hours. She didn't show up. And he went, he went to her supposed hometown to stalk her. I don't know what's going to happen in the next season. Are we going to get one of these like filler storyline that is just a waste of our time and it's just cringy to watch? I just, I mean, come on. Like, yeah. they got to do better than this. I mean, I know yeah. it's entertaining, but it's at the same time, it's formulaic, it's contrived. It has to be something else other than, you know, this typical catfish type of story like I agree yeah like you'll end it totally agree yeah it's starting it's starting to become formulaic and um you know with with uh with Caesar once I read the stories that it was it was completely like reenacted you know spoiler alert for anyone that didn't know that I think um you know on being online and reading a lot of stuff uh, i think I saw that a lot of people were saying this, none of it was real from the beginning to end. It was a relationship that he'd already um, been through and all they did was reenact it for the cameras. Right. So all these scenes where, he, where he's on the phone with her reenactment, the traveling and like speaking to people at the full re- or pool reenactment. And then it was just like, Oh man, that really sucks. Yeah. So like I don't want TLC to kind of recycle the storyline for our entertainment. Like, Give us something refreshing. Give us something new. It's 90 Day Fiance for a reason. We don't need mm-hmm. you to throw us these recycled storylines that you think, oh, this is going to be entertaining and it's worked before in the past. It'll work again. Like, we're starting to recognize this formula. So give us something fresh, you know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm kind of bored of, uh, of Dave and Lana. So... Yeah, yeah, come on. Like, no. I mean, how is it that if even if Lana was found, do you think she would come to U.S. to live in an RV? Like, her <laughs> first taste of U.S. is RV living. Come on. Anyway, right. I digress. Um, shall we talk about Yolanda and Williams? Oh, Williams. Williams. Um, is it just me or are her kids the only adult in the room? Because... She just can't think straight. Um, yeah, and ho- holy shit! Like when someone by the name of Sweet Pussy sweet. out to me. <laughs> Was it Sweet Pussy? Yeah, I it's, sweet, it's, sweet pussy. I it's Sweet Pea, Sweet Pussy, whatever you want to call it. You know, reached out to me and said like, "Oh, the, I know this person, and his account is really hacked." It's like, why don't you interrogate this person and this Sweet Pea? and ask right. that person to contact her like give give you know how give does numbers. how does he contact sweet pussy but doesn't contact yolanda her? like how yeah. does right oh by the way can you middleman this conversation and tell her yeah what's going on no why don't you tell her i mean yeah you obviously can get a hold of me why can't you get a hold of her like <laughs> it just 
Oh, Yolanda. It's, oh my yeah, gosh. it's like a it's like a Nigerian scam one oh one, you know what I mean? Like the the first tier is to get the money directly from from the you know, from the mark. Um, once you can't get money from the mark, you know, threaten them with like the explicit photos. If you can't get the money after you know you've threatened them with explicit photos, you kind of go to phase three, which is you know third party outreach, which is kind of where Yolanda's at right now. Right. And it's it's like a whole system that has been like like thought through very well because it's clearly been working that they, that they keep trying to like you know fill up the pipeline to keep keep pushing it through. And these people like Yolanda who are like seriously clueless, like she's got huge, these question marks in her eyes, you know, and then like hearts in her eyes right, right behind them. And then it's like her kids are like looking at her like, mom, like we're worried about you, dude. Like, are you serious right now? And the fact that Yolanda like sat there and looked right into that TLC camera and said someone by the name of Sweet Pussy reached out to me. And it's yeah. like, do you hear yourself talking? Like, are you like, yeah. I hear you as a viewer, but do, are you listening to yourself? Um, I don't know. I'm just, I, I, I feel really bad for her. She doesn't want to come to terms with like the fact that this is a clear Nigerian catfish, not even just a normal catfish, but like one of those like Nigerian, it's you know, a team. Cat- yeah. It's, it's a Yahoo team. team. It's a team. Yeah. They're in their apartment. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. sweet, sweet pussy is another dude going, yo, like totally. sweet pussy. Exactly. Yeah, you make this profile. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably like that sweet pussy profile is like catfishing a bunch of dudes and getting a bunch of money from them the way the Lana profile is getting money from David. Like it's just it's this whole scam. I don't know. So I, I feel bad, you know, I wish her the best and this is clearly not, not gonna end well for her. So um I just, I don't know. I just, I kind of, I think that TLC needs to kind of just wrap this one up for us quickly. Yeah. And and again, it's becoming formulaic. I mean, it's 90 Day Fiance, not 90 Day Catfish, you know. Like, right. Come on. Yeah. Um, for me, what keeps this story alive was um, was the reaction from, um, from her kids. Because I, I know that if it were me and um, – my parents or you know anyone my mom or my dad was like here's the person i'm talking to and it was some like big huge muscle bound like person i'd be like whoa how old are you again mom I know. I'm uh, sure she's like she in her fifties or whatever. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she then, was worried that her kids were gonna judge her because she's too young. Not the fact that it's like a completely fake person. Yeah, you know, much they, younger. Like when that they was saw, the problem. When they saw him, they're like, he's got "Is this your type?" He's this like laying <laughs> back, and they were like, "Dang, okay, okay, mom, like this is this is what you into? This guy does not look like dad." Dude, oh. you should, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys caught it, but Kara, her daughter, like, totally rolled her eyes or something, like, and, and yeah, and her son kind of jab at her, right? Kind of, like, said, oh, mom, I didn't know this is your type or something like that. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah. That's so gross, yeah. Well, like I, I said, they're the only adult. Entertaining, definitely. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, all the other stuff, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's all obviously par for the course especially with Yolanda but when they brought in the kids and we saw like how they're reacting to how their mom's acting right now like you know hey you're you're grown this we shouldn't have to be doing this like again and it was interesting to kind of just see the generational gap that we have with technology 
and stuff like this. And but yeah, the reaction when they saw the the shirtless Williams. <laughs> was, Williams. 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 So this proves to me that it's not a scam. I know. I know. Oh man, God bless her. <laughs> because she sweet pussy lady. message. Yeah, yeah, bless her heart. Yeah, she's um, a nice lady. You know whose heart I think should be blessed as well. Darcy, yeah. Darcy, oh, slamming that door. Uh, Darcy, <laughs> um, mm. yeah, like holy crap! Like w- Tom is such a flip flopper. Like he came to Connecticut with the intention of like trying to redeem himself, but came away like just throwing her under the bus again. Like you know, just, I know, like like just like be, again belittling her and say like, totally. oh, it's the same Darcy, different day. And I'm like, dude, like, I, we get it. Your butt's sore. Yeah, like, totally. Nobody, totally. nobody <clears throat> asks you to go to Middletown, Connecticut. Like, you just right. want to stretch your 50 minutes of fame. Like, right, exactly. And, and, and he, he, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go, no, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and he, and he realized what an ass he was to her at the restaurant. And honestly, like, that smug personality of his, it, it started, like, in the car. Like, oh, my God, this is so country. Like, you know, I'm in fucking Connecticut. Like, first of all, GTFO, okay? Um, you know, you were the one that was fat last season. Let's just remind all of the listeners that, okay? So, so you know what? Like, we have you on camera, dude. And then the fact that he has to write a letter, it's like, how old are you? Like, really? You're going to, like, write a letter? Um I don't know, like, I, I mean, I kind of feel like the whole Tom and Darcy storyline got stretched, like, way too long. Like, that could have easily happened on, like, one to three episodes. Um, I, I like how, like, you know, Darcy held her ground and was just like, no, like, go F yourself. Like, what the hell are you doing here? And I kind of, like, had him, like, leave, you know, with his tail in between his legs. Like, props to you. Like, I love her for that. Um... But I think, I think the funniest thing was, like, all the memes that came out afterwards, which was, you know, these, like, pieces of paper folded up. That was, like, the note from Tom. And then what it said in there was, like, can I get my key back? Yeah. <laughs> um, or have you gained weight? Like, I thought, I thought that was the best thing that came out yeah, of the situation. I saw those memes. Like, you oh, know, no, she unfolded the letter. Is like, <laughs> did you get Yeah. I was dying, but you know, he, they kind of left it open so that Darcy can continue to find love and like be a part of the TLC franchise, which is great. Um, and then Tom's over here kind of like, yeah, well, you know what? Like I, 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 I miss chat. Was it Shannon? Yeah. I think Shannon is the, is the girl in the photo. You know, I miss Shannon even more. I said, like, well, what, what would Shannon think right now? If she knew you like freaking came to New York to meet this girl that you gave the key to your house to that you invited to Argentina you know, to meet, to meet, you know, your, your work friends with, and then you're, t- you're staying on camera that you clearly love her. And then you're chasing her again, back to her house in Connecticut with a, with a handwritten letter to like express your feelings. You know, it's like, come on, dude, like just GTFO, like just get off the screen. I'm so over this guy. Yeah. I don't I, want to talk about him. I, I think did. this episode for Tom was more for him to get some camera time and to get the last word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he knows he really had to save his image. And had he just left with an apology, had he made the like effort, which I thought he was doing, to go out there, be at the front door, make a legit apology, and then leave, that would have been like, all right, cool, that's great. 
Yeah. Good guy, Tom, you know, right. you're, you're still a shit bag, but I think, I think she deserved uh, a genuine apology from you. And that's great that that's how you wanted to end it. But instead it, the genuineness of that apology went downhill when he was like, you need to, you need to, you need to get this, this note from me. And then when he was, you know, on, in the, um, in the taxi or whatever on the way back, and then he started bad mouthing her again, you're just like, come on, man. Like you weren't really there to apologize. You weren't really there to just say, I'm sorry for the things I said. You didn't deserve that. I wish things um, could have been different. You know, like had he just kept it at at that, I think he would have scored more points with me, but nah, he just, he just proved that he was in it to kind of save face. And when she insulted him or he took it as an insult, you know, his pride was hurt again and he just, you know, felt the need to get the last word. Mm-hmm. He's what like the UK folks would call a wanker. A wanker. <laughs> yeah, a wanker. A wanker. Um, a wanker. Um, you know, I I want to do this on the fly, but uh, I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna just organically start a, a segment called WTFT, where we spill tea on 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 this cat on cast member that's not being covered on the show itself. So for Tom, the tea that I want to spill about him is that so Shannon that Miriam just mentioned is supposedly the chick that that he was phot- photographed with you know um, that Stacy found out and showed to Darcy um, so frauded by TLC uh, a Instagram account and they're also a podcast so shout out to them um, they found an Instagram of Shannon and apparently Shannon is already engaged but not to Tom so this leads me to think that either Tom purposely photographed himself with this chick and she willingly did it for him, with him, maybe for a fee or something, or things didn't work out because Shannon found out that he's a fraud and he's just using her to make Darcy jealous. Um, but yeah, that's the tea that I found out is that Tom is probably not with Shannon um, and if this is truly the Shannon that is photographed with him, then she's engaged to someone else who's madly in love with Interesting. her. Yeah, I'm just going to put it out there. The sex was probably trash. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, wait, hold on. It was sex, sex with, between was who, trash. Between, I mean, doesn't, it, <laughs> doesn't Tom have, like, gout or something? Like, he had, like, this, like, he had to put, like, ice on his foot after he had sex with Darcy. Um, so maybe it's like, it's him, you know, yeah. I, I just, I of think course. Tom, yes. I think Tom is like a rolling stone. I don't think he's going to ever settle down. You no, know, I, I mean, as a guy, I will tell you, you know, uh, very rarely will men leave the sex is trash, but women, I'm not going to say, I don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be Ash. But women are emotional. I do oh, know that women are not going to put up with bad. Women will not put up with bad sex. This is your like, masculine energy talking. <laughs> women will not put up with bad sex. They will put up with everything else if the sex is good. Correct I don't know. me if I'm I, wrong. I, yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> if, 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 like, if a billionaire, you know, um, okay. approached me and, you know, he, he showered me with like money. I, I put up with like what you all, said. We know? all know. True. We all know. Uh, we all oh. know that. We all got our price. Tom is not a billionaire. We all. Know so, that. so 
I guess in, in, in that token, it's like if Jeff Bezos was bad in bed, would, would women put up with him? So if anyone's listening to this, please let us know if you if you would because hey, we got the proof, right? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> we already know what happened to that. Oh so. uh, yeah, oh we all know. Okay, so um, let's move on to another boring storyline: uh, Jeffrey and Varya. Um, Snores. I, so what, yeah, was there much was, change from last week? It's kind of the same thing, right? It's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah. she's still processing that, yeah. you know? He, the way she, I saw it, it wasn't, there wasn't anything new that was presented. Um, don't get me wrong. I think Igor was a really cool dude. And I think what I got out of it, yeah, what I got out of it was, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it was, it was all the way manipulative, but I think it was a good idea on his part to bring in someone um, that she can relate to, someone that, that understands her culture and speaks her language that can wingman for him, that can vouch, mm -hmm. right? Someone to make you feel safe. Someone like someone you can trust, quote, unquote. Um, I know that if, it were, if I was in my hometown and the person I was talking to that I kind of lost trust in, that I questions about, knew someone that was where I was from and spoke my language and was like, look, he's a good guy, you know, and he had his little one-liners. I really liked how he said he's got the rest of his life, like to, to prove that he's the guy who he is now, right? Like there were really, you know, he, he threw in some little insightful things there. Um, and that's kind of what I got out of it was Jeff played it smart. Like, oh, I actually know somebody that speaks her language that she can communicate right. with. Um, and, that I met in prison. Know, right. He, he he played his card. He played his cards right. Like he, there's this hand that he's dealt, and he's like, "Let me throw that in." Um, yeah. So I get it. I get it. And did it make for like great TV? Uh, I could have done without it. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm, you know, they had to advance their storyline, and that was the way they did it. So yeah, um, I don't have too much to say other than that. Well played, Jeff. Um, but it looks did, did like, he, uh, it looks like it was, it, it was the best move. I was oh, wait, gonna ask you guys. I was gonna do my Pelosi clap. Yes, <laughs> Pelosi clap. This is what we need to get on YouTube so be, so our listeners yeah. can watch um, us Pelosi clapping. I have a question for you guys. Do you guys think Igor got those nipple tattoos like Jeffrey or what? No. Us, us? Um, Russian I mean, Mafia? Yeah, no, man. Maybe. I don't know. They get, they get, they get tats all over there. All yeah, over but there. that's not the, that's the least macho tat, right? Like, why would you want to do it around your... Around yeah, your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Swirling around like a... Yeah, I mean, they're very pretty. Tats, I can't that. help but look at them. Every time a shirt is off, it's just like I'm like completely obsessed with them. Yeah. Like, that, I just want to like, zoom in on Instagram after my suit. I'm clip, like, wait, I got to like... where he's on the beach going like this. Mm. <laughs> like, that, so, just, like, so you're saying his nipple tattoo deserves its own Twitter account or its I, own I, Reddit. I think so. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're just, they're hypnotizing. Could you imagine like when he went to the tattoo parlor and the guy was like, so what do you want? Tattoos. But around my nipples. I want you to tat my tit. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, <laughs> yes. 
Sorry, I feel guys. Like, no, I that was that, that was a that was a great uh, sound effect because I was like, yeah, that was wow. funny actually. I pushed the button to make that sound. Yeah, I know. Audience yeah. laughter. Laughter. Um, I have, I I I have some WTFT to spill. Okay. Yeah, so, let's so uh, first off, there there have been photos that are that have been that that are appearing um, lately of uh, Varya and Jeffrey. So that tells us that they're still together, which good for them. Um, I guess they're a genuine couple, which is a a breath. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, a breath of fresh air compared to like the one of you know one of those many catfish stories that we have to you know tolerate. Um, the other tea I want to spill is that if I'm not sure if you guys noticed, but there was like a like a a bruise on his right cheek that he I guess maybe the production or he tried to like conceal and according to the reddit community um it it might have been a bruise that he got while he was incarcerated which is recently and i guess that you know the question that came up is how how did he how did i don't know i guess how did um where is he from tennessee how did the state allow him to travel when he has a record or when he was recently in, incarcerated um, or detained, right? Because he, he has several charges against him. And that bruise, I'm not sure where that came from, but um, someone speculated that it could have been from one of his many prison detainment or something. Um, but anyway, that was a T. Not sure if that's accurate, but it's definitely juicy because I was actually, I actually noticed it the second time around when I watched the show that he did have like a very sore cheekbone. And it's so it's still it's it's still on there. It's yeah. on this episode. Is what you mean? Yeah, yeah. You have to watch it and see. It. So he hasn't changed. Her brother was right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. If that translation was right, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to change. That's, you know. That's true. Um. But oh, yeah, I mean, at least we know that they're still together. There are pictures of them uh, out there on the interwebs of them uh, still together. I think one of the photos that I saw was uh, Varya and Jeffrey and Varya's mom. So maybe they went to visit her again in Siberia. Um, oh, which again, like good for them, right? They're actually, yeah. they're an actual couple. Um, unlike, you know, unlike uh, Stephanie and Erica. 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 <laughs> <laughs> she, just, she really dragged the car. Like, she's Erica. like, Erica. Um, but I do have to say, like, Stephanie and Erica, like, Erica plans really good itineraries for Stephanie. Mm -hmm. Like, that boomerang thing, that was great. It's That's not just true. great because the guy, the 77-year-old guy is, like, you know, the star of the show. But yeah. also, and also, it also brings awareness to the indigenous population of Australia. Um, nice. But like the Sorry, fact that man. yeah, the fact that he she took her to open water, uh, you know, dive with sharks. That's that's different. That's unique. You know. Um, so yeah, I I think I it just she's feels the like, fun one. She's the fun she's one. She's the fun one. But yeah. she genuinely like I think she genuinely loves Stephanie. Mm. You know, and Stephanie's just like just acting away. That's what That's I get. You know, I I don't get yeah. I don't get that she loves Stephanie. Um, I I get that she's trying to understand Stephanie, and I get that she's trying to get to know her better based off of this you know relationship that she had. 
Um, I, I love all the, all their activities. I feel like they're colorful and fun, just like Erica. Like Erica just has like this energy about her that she just, you know, she's like, just like a ball of sunshine, like this rainbow. Um, I love her outfits. They're so cute. They're so whimsical and colorful. Like I actually love watching her. Um, at first I thought she was kind of like too much makeup with like the eyelashes and the lips, but like, I, I just kind of like now know that that's just like part of her look and I love it. So I just want to like, you know, say that I think that she's just like visually amazing to look at. Like, I, th- I think like that's really cool. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, like, I feel like she definitely is like trying to open up more and trying to be less uncomfortable with things and trying to kind of connect more, which I think that, you know, it, you know, it's a little bit more obvious. Um, but you know, they have a, a, just one week left and I just don't feel that spark. I don't feel the connection. I, I don't, I don't see them as a couple. Again, they just look like two friends hanging out, you know, yeah. <laughs> in Australia, you know, casually um, kissing. <laughs> yeah. Casually so, kissing. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, like they're going to go and meet, uh, uh, Erica's parents next week. So, and, 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 she's going to come out. So yeah. I think that's going to be super interesting to watch, but also very uncomfortable. Um, so again, like they're not really my favorite couple, but they are growing on me. Um, so I don't know. Again, like I just, I, I'm not, I'm not buying that they're, they love each other and they're like, they're like a couple, but um, it's, it's been kind of fun watching them lately. So um, I'm going to, you know, pass the mic over to Lance as this is one of his favorite <laughs> couples yep. and give him the floor. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I still, okay, let me, let me back up. Um, when it comes to do they love each other or not, I think, I mean, I think it's genuine up until a certain point. Um, and I don't know how to describe it in that I want to say that before the cameras were rolling and when they were probably talking to each other, there was probably something genuine there. And it wasn't until they met up and really saw how different they were that maybe they started to question, well, is, you know, do I, am I loving her for the wrong reasons? Am I, do I really love her? You know, is this love unconditional or does it come with the condition that this person needs to be a certain way? So for me, um, I think they're kind of working, working that out. And it was good. Uh, last night was a good episode to kind of see them get back in touch with that. Kind of mm-hmm. see them um, happy again and just being together. I noticed Stephanie was making uh, more effort to kind of giving, um, speaking that love language, right? And, 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 and giving her touch, holding her hand, um, giving her a kiss uh, when the date was over. And Nadia, that was a good point. It was a good thing to incorporate the indigenous culture um in australia that was really i didn't even i mean i when that happened i was like oh that's cool but it didn't come to it didn't even occur to me that that was maybe a very specific decision a very well thought out decision to say hey let's go you know let's bring this guy in but yeah um erica's definitely the fun one um and when i see it from that perspective i think she was catfished and i you know people want to paint a broad brush and say catfishing is like just the image right i think if you present yourself differently um that's like the textbook definition is you're someone you're not and although what we see visually is stephanie 
Stephanie did make herself out to be somebody completely different than what Erica, um, than who Erica fell in love with. And um, I don't think that's fair on her part. And I kind of feel bad for Erica in that respect. Um, but it looks like they're working through it. Um, you know, there, there might be some things that, that have already transpired after this show has been recorded. Um, I don't read too much into the internet and into the gossip and all that stuff. Um, just let our listeners know, yeah, maybe they've moved on from each other. I have no clue about that, but, um, with, uh, the way things are on the show, um, I'm still kind of ruining that they can save this relationship um, because I, I think there's some genuine interest there. Even if uh, Stephanie isn't, I don't know, even if she's bi-curious or whatever have you, um, we'll get to see this episode um, when they come out to Erica's parents. Um, yeah, kudos to Stephanie for finally admitting that she's not who she portrays herself to be on, you know, online. Um, right. That, I guess, it's I I I I appreciate that she was being at least um, you know very forthcoming and very honest about that and being very self aware and kind of tackling the problem head on. Um, and she even admitted that she has insecurities mm-hmm. that she's she's been dealing she has to deal with. But how did she reveal herself too? Like those times when they're on the phone talking, those times where they're video chatting. That makes me wonder. Like, didn't they? D- didn't she have? Than the enough like honesty to show her true self, I guess. You know, in, in these months that were that were like video chatting, in these months that were texting. Yeah, they were they... Didn't she clear this up already? Like that's weird. Yeah, um, you're you're onto something there. I just feel like, you know, they've been what online chatting uh, for four months. I'm not sure how much you can get to know someone in just four months. And plus, I I think if I were to put myself in Stephanie's shoe, being an influencer, a YouTuber, like I think there's a persona that I have to keep up with, or maybe that's something that comes natural because it's something I put on whenever I go on, you know, go on YouTube. So maybe that's what she's been doing with Erica is that she's been portraying herself to be this fun person. She's still that person. Yeah. And when actually she's just bi-curious and I guess in that way, like I said in our last episode, like she personality catfish Erica. Um, but I, it seems like they're working through their problems, which is great. I'm kind of secretly rooting for them. But at the same time, part of me feels like they're not compatible. Like they, they're compatible as friends. If they stay friends, I'll be happy. Like that would be a great takeaway from, from this season, right? If they stay friends. But to be committed in a relationship, I think there's just too much, like too many obstacles. Like Stephanie hasn't even um, come out to her own parents. And that's just another, like another hoop to jump through for them. So it's just, I don't know. It doesn't seem Can you be friends with someone you've kissed romantically though? Ask yes. Erica. She's been she she's hooked up with a lot of people in Port Augusta. I'm pretty sure she she's she's still friends with them. Remember Adam? Like she has a thing yeah. for she she you know she made out made out with Adam and they're still good friends. I get it. So, I have I also have I like I'm friends with exes, but I also think though that there's still. But they just kiss. Nothing else happened. Yeah, nothing else happened. So, so that's that's the easier thing to be, you know, to keep like to keep someone in the friend zone. That that's way easier. 
but like to actually be intimate with someone like I, I personally can't like continue a relationship after that but everyone's mm. different and that's where i'm um, getting at yeah have they lead, yeah. have they reached a certain level of intimacy emotionally i get it like physically maybe they haven't crossed quite that line yet but like if you like someone that much like the difficulty of it going back there's always going to be something just a little different than just like being. Honest. I think like with Adam, it's not a, it's not a big deal. Like, yeah, whatever. Like I kissed this guy, we made out while we were drunk or whatever. But like when you share like an emotional bond, um, it's a little harder to get over. Anyways, let's we we can move on. Sorry. So hold on. Go one off on a tangent. Like, so I I think that like if like. I feel like Erica and Stephanie could never just be friends. I think that they're so incompatible on so many levels. And I feel they like... They have to be enemies? Is that what you mean? No, I, I just feel like, you know, yeah, like you guys are saying that she like kind of catfished her. But honestly, until you see someone in person and you feel that chemistry, that connection, you just don't know sometimes. And so I, I feel like that is like, a, like, there's no chemistry between them, you know? Like, like, you know, Stephanie has like this wall up and, you know, she's uncomfortable. She has trust issues and she's insecure. She's all these things. However, I do feel if you had, if that spark was there, if that fire was there, if that chemistry, if that connection was there, you know what? Like, like your, your wall comes down and you feel comfortable and, and you want to be intimate with somebody and, and you want to have all these experiences with them. I just, I think that I, I, I don't know if I feel like she got catfish. I just think that they're so incompatible and there's just no chemistry. And even, even this, like this, these little excursions and stuff they do, it feels kind of forced, you know? I mean, mm. Stephanie's there for three weeks, you know? Like, I mean, Erica's not going to be an asshole and be like, you know, like, I can't, I can't deal with you. Like, go, like, I'm gonna leave, you know? I think she's just kind of like, okay, well, she's here visiting me, you know, for a limited time. I'm going to kind of see where this goes. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't see this going anywhere. Like, it's just, mm. it's just from day one, I just think that this relationship was going to go nowhere. So, yeah. I also think that Erica will feel so hurt that she wouldn't want to be friends with Stephanie when, if things don't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she's more emotionally invested than Stephanie. I think Stephanie's more emotionally. No, she's the actress, dude. I mean, she could yeah, be acting. Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah. Oh, man. She could be faking it all the way. She just, maybe it's just yeah. a free trip to Australia for I her. wish I didn't know all that mm-hmm. shit, man. That's crazy. Good point. Yeah. Anyway, on to the juicier zone. We're going to tackle baby girl Lisa and soja boy Usman. Um, what do you, how do you want to start this? Um, I want to start by saying I hope there's a petition out there for baby girl Lisa to stop calling Usman's mom mommy. Mommy? <laughs> it's already me. That woman looks younger than you. <laughs> like, yeah. How dare you call her mommy? But I get it. Um, I don't know. I, I just feel like I, I'm conflicted here because um, I just want to touch on that one scene where uh, Soja Boy got flipped off, right? <laughs> As she walked away. Um, I get it. As someone who is very traditional, who's so, someone who's from, you know, a Muslim background, I get that the men is the, you know, the head of the household, right? And there's, you know, in his culture, especially like, you know, the women are not the kind that would talk back or that would, like, that would, you know, order him around. So he's not used to that kind of dynamic. And I understand why he brought it up. 
also because she has proven to him that she's controlling and jealous and you know restricting him in even you know trying to have a say in his career so i i get why he brought that up but i guess the manner and the way he frames it isn't palatable to her ears and it comes across as like no you can't tell me what to do like i'm american you're marrying an american like how dare you try to instill this like you know hausa culture and tradition on me like don't you know i'm not from around here like and i think that you know again this proves that you know osman's mom was right all along like it, it, it she's not gonna treat him the way a typical nigerian woman would treat him right so right. I, I don't know like when i watched their storyline last you know in the last episode i just feel like they're both wrong i mean i still am not a fan of baby girl lisa but it, 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 in this you know again like the way he comes off too is she's just being too aggressive um instead of patriarchal yeah exactly and instead of addressing the problem of where she's being jealous and controlling he totally went like into the whole territory of like no i want to be i want to have control over this relationship like of course she's gonna take it the wrong way like that's just not how women can't tell men not to yeah not to not come home or whatever only men do this and it just sounded it just reads the patriarchy. That's this culture, you know. Yeah. I mean, no, I, yeah, that's I get guy's, it. This guy's grown up with this all around him, like up until baby girl Lisa Lena at the airport in Nigeria. So, I mean, like, I'm not saying what he's saying is correct. I'm just saying that is just the the culture he grew up in. You know what I mean? So, for him to for him to have to change that 180 degrees overnight, it's not going to be easy for him nor for Lisa because Lisa grew up you know, in the United States of America, like a free spirited bird, she can say whatever she wants to say. So, um, you know, like, again, like I'm not taking sides. I, I just, again, this like complete green card situation in my mind. Um, Usman is, did not grow up saying, Hey, let's talk about our feelings. And like, let's try to like get to the root of like why we feel this way. Like that's not the dialogue and the narratives that, you know, he grew up like understanding and learning. Um, so, so what he said is how he's addressing his emotions and his feelings. Um, like my takeaway, like, you know, was that I kind of respect the fact that he really wanted his mother's blessings. Like that really kind of like, you know, was like really sweet because, you know, he, he could have just like been like, okay, we're going to get married. This is how it is. But like, he like, he, he talked to his brother. He talked to his mom. He like got her a goat. He was like begging her and she's, and the mom kept still saying, nope, nope, nope. Like it's not going to happen. And then finally she gave her blessings. And then like, literally there was like this like side relief over him. And I'm like, wow, this guy is such a mama's boy. Like I, I have two boys. So I was like, yes, this is like, you know, so I want my kids to do in the future. Hopefully they're not gonna bring <laughs> home like a baby girl, Lisa and a goat. Um, oh my God. No. But you know, um, I thought that was really cute. Um, and then my favorite part was when Lisa was like understood that the mother had given her blessings and then she reaches over and kisses the mom's hand. Oh my God, that was just so funny. I was like, just dying. Um, I, I kind of like that. So again, like I'm, I, I think that this is like such a cringe couple. I love watching them. But um, at the same time, like I just, I'm kind of like more team Usman. I don't know. I, I kind of, he has a kind of a soft spot, spot in my heart only because I do have his song on 
repeat on my Spotify playlist because <laughs> I've missed it before. Um, but I don't know. I I'm kind of I'm kind of happy they got the blessing. I, I still I still cringe with this couple. I still think it's a difficult watch. Um, yeah, even with trying to get the mother's blessing, you know, going a third time and just kind of like, you know, somebody had this meme and it was definitely something that, that came to my mind is when Stewie in Family Guy, I don't know how many <laughs> listeners watch Family Guy, but he's constantly like, mommy, 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 <laughs> mom. <laughs> Mom, mama, I saw that. mama, yeah. <laughs> and mom? it just reminded me of that. I'm like, dude, you know, you're kind of, you know, in IT terms, brute forcing this until she gives up, and like, that's totally what happened. She's just like, you know what? Shut up, yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. And she, she, she caved, and um, yeah. So you know, this this entire thing makes me cringe, and I'm witch all, you know, I'm witch all about. You know, they both were they both were wrong, and I think a conversation needs to be had about their culture differences, and they need to come to a compromise about how they're going to handle the power dynamics of their relationship. Okay, like I get it from a Hausa, I guess is what their tribe is called. Um, it, it's very patriarchal and male dominated, and you can't tell me nothing. But if you're coming to America where you know especially now um, women are empowered um and even before like this whole movement i think women were already like you know like in this fight for civil rights and for equality so like i just think it, this is this is a learning moment for both of them and an opportunity to be like if we're going to be a married couple we need to approach this um where we're you know where we're both getting what we want from it from this relationship where we're both supportive especially if he's going to be um a musician or an artist uh, mm-hmm. i definitely believe she's going to have to be trusting and be supportive and not be especially jealous and when it comes to his mother's concerns um lisa is kind of proving that she was right when her um, when his mom was like, you know what, he's he's going to be enslaved. Okay, maybe not in the bigger sense um, here in America, but you can be a slave enslaved in your marriage too if your partner, your spouse, is also restricting you from doing certain things and telling you no and don't do this and don't do that and constantly in eggshells and it's uh, it's abuse, right? So. Yeah. He, she's just going to prove his mother right in, in that respect. So, yeah, I think this is a good example of, you know, having a clear discussion about the power dynamics in a relationship, about being equals and, um, you know, doing what's right for the relationship instead of trying to get the upper hand on your partner all the time and being like, no, I'm going to be like this and you can't say anything, you know, and I think they were both wrong in that respect. I think they both see it as kind of a, one-sided argument if if that's the right word but it definitely was not yeah it was just it's 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 my way and he's like no it's my way and they were just trying to beat their chests and yeah so you know go ahead yeah you go ahead um i was gonna say that i have like the best solution for this couple they need to just attend one of ash's seminars and you know get get some professional help get some help Yeah, I was going to say he was onto something uh, when he said, you know, you cannot have two kings in a kingdom, there'll be war. Um, because remember what Ash said, like when you when you have two 
energy together, you know, too passionate. It negates each other. So right. yeah, they should definitely passion. attend. Yeah, they should definitely attend one of his seminar. He's okay. uh, yeah, hit, hit, hit him up at Mind Body problems. Coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to his Instagram just to check it out. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before we move to, to you know, Ash and Avery, um, my WTFT for, uh, for Sojo Boy and uh, Baby Girl Lisa is that, um, you know, if you go to Angela Yee, so I'm not sure if you guys heard of Angela Yee, but she's a DJ from um, New York. She is on the Breakfast Club show with Charlemagne the God and, um. She, she and a bunch of other female, I think maybe podcasters or you know DJs from New York interviewed uh, Sojo Boy. What? And yep, they had him on his show. Sojo Boy, a, not Soldier Boy. Not Soldier Boy. It's Osman. Okay, they interviewed <laughs> Osman, and, <laughs> and 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 they were all all four of them were on the chat uh, on a video chat, and Osman was basically telling them about why he married lisa um and apparently they met through a friend not online um again i don't believe that yeah feel free to fact check me but the the biggest revelation that he's still on that show is that the reason why he married her is because she threatened to commit suicide according to him if he yeah and she he did it to make her happy um again not sure if he's if this is another case of Tom, you know, where, you know, it's, it's, an, it's someone who's butthurt and wants to clear his reputation, wants to, you know, he, maybe he's, he, he knows that his image is going to be tarnished. And remember, he's a celebrity at, you know, in his homeland. So he obviously has a reputation to keep up. Um, but that's what he revealed is that the reason why he went through with, this relationship with Lisa is because she threatened to hurt herself and kill and commit suicide. And he just did it to make her happy. And he's not really keen about being with Lisa, but let's just say, I think that his resolve to get the green card is obviously, you know, higher than he's him wanting to be in a relationship with Lisa. Um, So that's the T for uh, Sergio Boy. Yeah. Uh, go look that up. I mean, Angela Yee has an Instagram. I think she posted that video of uh, her and, you know, the, all these other DJs and Soja Boy um, talking about him and Lisa and, you know, all his involvement in a 90-day fiancé. Um, so, <laughs> shall we get on? Shall we move on to Ash? <laughs> or or uh, oh, shall I say the 10th the version of Jesse? Yes. Um, uh, Uncle Jesse? Uh, uh, no, Jesse, like Darcy's ex. Oh, that no, Jesse. Je- oh, yeah, I Jesse. About, I about John Stamos. No, 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 no. I mean, the only important Jesse in my vocabulary. <laughs> the only Jesse that matters. Um, yeah, can we talk about how much he bombed on that so called seminar with, like, I don't know, eight people, all women, you know, and had a kind of like a meltdown where. No, a blackout. Yeah, he almost like a blacked out. Yeah, I swear he he looked like he's dizzy and almost about to lose it. But um, <laughs> I, that I, was fun to watch, though. That was so much fun to, for that me. Was, yeah, that was it. like a, a train wreck that I would watch <laughs> again and again. It's, but it's also painful. 
it's also yeah. painful. Anyway, I want you guys to talk about it because I would love to hear what you I, I want to hear what Lon has to say because I know he loves him to match. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 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 This is Lon. It's your turn to spill. Yeah, it's this your, is like, like a Lon section. WTFT. Let's, okay. let's do it. So it, it turns out, big surprise, that he's not as well read as I believe. As much as I don't like this guy, even I gave him too much credit, okay? Like, wow, last night's episode, they couldn't have scripted that better. In fact, some part of me makes me think he got set up. Like, TLC knew he was a fucking fraud, and they were like, yo, let's, let's tell him, let's do a seminar and see how he fucking fails hardcore, right? And he was just like, yeah, 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 let's do it. And he agreed to it, and, like, he bombed. So, I mean, part of me thinks he got set up is that's how well this scene played out. If it was contrived, like, it was well acted. It was, it was super great. Uh, I, I thought, like, it was a great way of exposing the guy. Um, you know, it, the whole bit of, let, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack. So when I saw the scene, it felt familiar. And um, I was like, I, I, I remember this. I remember this. So I... Um, I YouTubed it because to me it felt like um, a skit that I had seen and I wasn't the first one to do this. By the time I got to the clip, there were already comments saying, um, who's here because of like Ash and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, other people have also like Googled this obviously. And he basically was, uh, was plagiarizing. Um, and if not necessarily plagiarizing, at least trying to take lessons from another, um, uh, from another person and taking them completely out of context. So the original bit of the nothing box uh, is, um, is a routine from a pastor slash motivational speaker named Mark Gungler. And he did this um, for couples, not necessarily for women. And um, that's, uh, that's, the one, that, that's one of the many mistakes Ash made is because he is a women's only relationship coach um, and you're not doing this in an environment with couples and you're exclusively women, it's not going to be as receptive as you think it's going to be. So the original um, skit is actually very self-deprecating. It's a man telling couples, you know, there's that balance, right? And he's telling men, men, we have this mind that's like this. Women have a mind that's like this. And it's very self-deprecating. If You can even Google the routine right now if you just type nothing box on YouTube and watch the routine. He's very self-deprecating when it comes to men. Um, and humorously um, telling women, hey, your mind is like this, and this is why it's different from men. So you're kind of setting it up in this kind of, kind of playful manner. And the punchline was that women, because women think a lot, they can't stand to see a man doing nothing. Um, but without that context, without that humor, um, and aside from the fact that by today's standards, this, uh, this type of way of thinking is already considered outdated, it was a complete fail. So like, yeah, he, to me, it, it proved um, that he doesn't really know anything outside of the seductive process. It's all game. And this whole relationship counseling thing because it's only women and because he's not approaching it from a relationship um coaching uh perspective he's using it as a manipulation 
um, had he been more genuine about the relationship side of it, I think he would have caught the context of this particular bit that Mark um, uh, Gungor was going for. Um, instead of trying to pick out these lessons or these, um, these characteristics and descriptors for what he actually believed women were like and what men are like. And, um, you know, it's, it's embarrassing. It's kind of cringy to see him doubling down when he's being challenged about femininity and masculinity and about gender roles in particular, and he's not quite getting the message. So for me to see him like, like crash and burst in flames, oh my gosh, it was, <laughs> oh, oh man, it just, Encore. it was just eggplant <laughs> emojis the entire time. Oh God, like, yes! awesome. <laughs> it was just like, oh, it was so satisfying to kind of see it like, the, the buildup was perfect. Because the entire time you're being teased, like, is this guy for real? Like, I don't know. And I'm over here episode after episode, like, this guy's a fucking fraud and I don't like him. And then last night I was just like, yes, please, yes, keep going, keep going. <laughs> and he just kept digging himself that hole and digging himself that hole. And yeah, and it's, it was even worse than mansplaining, right? Because mansplaining suggests that at least you're informing women on something that they already know. But when the information is incorrect to begin with, when everything you're saying is absolutely false, it's even fucking more embarrassing. So I'm just like, ugh. So I, mean, I, couldn't, even, I couldn't even say mansplain. I'm just like, nah, dude, you're just wrong. And that's just it. And yeah. Anyway, that's, that, that's end rant, right? Um, please. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, my thoughts, like, you know, I love watching that. That was just like, just... It was just awesome, you know. I, I mean, I thought this guy was like legit, you know, with all those text messages, and he has like such a, you know, polished demeanor. He, you know, he speaks so calmly, you know. He has like the right answer for everything. I was like, this guy is gonna like, you know, nail this seminar, and he's gonna, you know, uh, like impress Avery. And I was like, that's kind of like my, that was my mindset, like going into this scene. And then he gets up there with his tight-ass jeans and his glasses to make him look smart, right? Like, was that a prop? Right? Did you guys see that he had glasses? The glasses, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, this is new. You know, he's got some glasses on. Let's see what else this, this guy's all about. Then, you know, he's got this, like, whiteboard, and he's, like, writing just nonsense. Like, something he was, it was, like, something like my five-year-old. He was just doodling. <laughs> just, like, just doodling on a whiteboard. And then he starts talking about these energies, and... It's like, dude, know your audience. You have a room full of Australian women. If you had a room full of Nigerian women, that spiel <laughs> might, might like actually work. Like, they'd be like, yeah, you're right. You know what? Like, you know, we're women, we're feminine. We need someone to protect us. You know, like I gotta go, you know, buy tampons. I'm gonna have my period in a couple of weeks. I don't know. Like whatever it is, it was just, it was just such BS, dude. And then it's like, like he was kind of like going through this thing and then, you know, Avery's in the back with like her legs crossed and her eyebrows are like up to here. And she's just like, holy shit. Like she's got like this thought process going in her head. Like, holy shit, this guy is fucking full of shit. You know, like, yeah. like that was her, like this light bulb coming on her head. Yeah. Um, and I love that, you know, she, you know, when he blacked out, um, you know, like and she he's checked him, his phone. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 
What's that about? Yeah. So he totally blacks out. Like, you know, is he on drugs? Like, what? Like, what was that? Like, the, his brain gets stuck. I don't know what happened, but um. So he goes into this back room. Avery follows him and goes, "Listen, just talk about the love languages." Like, completely. You know, like, like when so, your like, own girlfriend has to give you pointers. Exactly. Um. I don't know. I, I, I just, you know, as Long said, like, I just, I saw him for like the fraud that, you know, everyone kind of suspected him to be, you know, he is just like an F boy in disguise with his glasses and, uh, you know, a very expensive haircut. Um, and then and where's his girlfriend's like, jeans. Right. And then all the subsequent scenes when, you know, you know, Avery is trying to actually have a discussion with him and try to talk about things. He completely clams up, shuts down, goes on defense mode. Right. And I was like, and I was right. like, wow, like this guy is either hot or cold. Like there's nothing in the middle. He's like, he's got zero problem solving skills and yet he, he's here. He's supposed to be a relationship coach. Right. Um, so, you know, it was awesome. You know, I kind of feel like Avery is like doubting everything now. Um, do I think they're going to be together? I don't think this, what this one is going to, this is going to like happen, honestly. But that was like, probably like, again, it's probably going to be like one of my top 10 favorite scenes. In the TLC ninety day uh, fiance franchise, yeah. um, that that was awesome. I loved but it. You you guys know that they were spotted in Seattle, so they oh, are no. still together. I yeah, saw that. I was disappointed. So again, no. th this whole thing could be just staged. Um, and and <laughs> and again, like my my final thoughts about this whole you know the, their storyline is that. Do you think that by the way? Do you think Avery was thinking about like? damn, like, how fast can I get to the airport from here? <laughs> She's like, oh, I got to split, man. This is embarrassing. Anyway, um, I have my own tea that I want to spill on, on Ash. So Ash on LinkedIn, and again, I feel free to fact check me. I'm going to fact check myself, but this is something I read on Reddit, is that some, uh, and this is an Australian Redditor that actually meant, that mentioned this. He, is, uh, he claims to be a fitness coach not a life coach, not wow. a relationship advisor. So mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, he's a fitness coach and he doesn't have any accred, um, like any, like what, how do you pronounce this? Accreditation of, uh, having a, you know, a counseling or a psychology degree. Like I, I, I mean, he's not legit. Like he's not licensed to give relationship advice. Huh. So, I think in conclusion, he is a gigolo. I think he works best on a one-on-one -on -one basis, you know, text messaging women or, or chatting with them online, you know, video chatting them and giving them his advice and charming them with his, you know, as a, like, you know, giving them, selling them snake oil basically with his, you know, buggy eyes and crack cocaine personality. But <laughs> like, again, I... I, I again this this whole thing could be staged but yeah mm -hmm. I personally you know if I was one of those eight women that that was in the seminar I wouldn't take advice from someone who's divorced has declared bankruptcy um is not even credited to give life advice right. but they don't know that right yeah, they, like, they don't know that going in uh, yeah I they maybe they they're paid. like you know what like here's a seminar about you know about like relationships like let me go check it out yeah maybe it was free maybe it was maybe they were paid extras i don't know because mm -hmm. i wouldn't you know i wouldn't discount 90 day fiance you know production team from like setting up something contrived you know um but yeah 
I think the new term nothing box is going to be popular now. Uh, I'm not surprised if someone makes a merch out of nothing box. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Maybe we should start a merch on nothing box. Should we do like a nothing box for Father's Day and like, you know, <laughs> sell it on Instagram? It's going to be more popular now than yeah. like when and it nothing was box, first introduced. Yeah. Right, with fishing equipment because, you know, it... <laughs> Because yeah. apparently you oh can't go fishing for like a long time. Yeah, but I fucking hate up. fishing. I was like, what the fuck are you talking You're not speaking about all of us, right? Well, you know why a lot is because your masculine energy <laughs> is not is not, you know, uh, balanced. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, nothing box. The new term. Um all right. So those are my final thoughts thoughts before getting before try, wrapping this up with big ed and rosemary can i can i say my spiel i got prepare myself for okay. this one guys okay hold that thought hold that thought mariam and lon hold, hold that thought because i just want to say i wrote this down right okay so because we know the outcome and the outcome is i guess they're no longer together you know there are reports there are articles out there stating rose being engaged with someone else. So because of that, it's hard not to be disgusted by Ed. When he gives Rosemary that teddy, Ugh. that's him projecting how he wants uh, the woman that he wants to fuck do for him, right? First, it was shave your legs, then it was brush your teeth uh, and, you know, let's go on vacation so I can pull you away from your family and not spend time with your son. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but that screams sex tourist to me. That screams predatory. That yeah, he's seems, grooming her, right? Yeah, he's grooming her. And it's like, you know, all this confession of love and caring about her, it's conditional. Because every time he, he, first of all, he's essentially lying to her. I mean, he lied about his height, right? I mean, okay, whatever. But he lied about the whole like vasectomy thing. He has that appointment is still supposedly active, right? He didn't cancel the appointment, so he didn't have it. He doesn't have any intention of starting a family with her, even though she has communicated to him that she wants two kids with him. So he still came to the Philippines trying to like trying to get with her even though she, he he knows he can't fulfill that wish of hers right that requirement that she has but the, the thing that i hate about him is that he's conditional like i love you but your sister i love you but you need to shave your legs i love you but your breast stinks i love you but you know i can't give you kids it's like come on you're a fucking sex tourist mm-hmm. with no neck sorry oh, God. <laughs> I mean, and who doesn't so, like monkeys? <laughs> oh god, that that monkey scene! Oh my god, it's like monkey. She, was just, she was just laughing at him the whole time. I know she was so happy. I'm so yeah. I was so happy for her. Like yeah, go monkey. So I so I saw on Instagram Live that Rosemary, uh, you know, she she went on Instagram Live and she basically did this whole thing where she said that. Ed is, is a liar. Like, you know, Ed's claiming that, you know, he's helped me with all this money and stuff. And the only thing that he gave me was basically like lingerie, 
which yeah. is disgusting. Um, and that, you know, and that he is um, just a very rude person. And, um, you know, she was visibly upset in the Instagram live. So clearly they're not together. Um, I'm kind of happy. Like she definitely dodged a bullet there. Yep. Um, I am so disgusted by Ed. Like his behavior is so appalling to me. Like on the basic level, like uh, of a human, like he did, does not respect her at all. He, she is one thing for him, you know, like the whole Teddy thing was so gross you know, like she was so uncomfortable with it. That's not her personality. And the fact that he said like, my dog's name is Teddy and this is a Teddy. It was just, it was like, yeah. just shut oh. the fuck up. Excuse yeah. my language. Like, you know, um, like he's so rude to her. He doesn't respect her. You know, everything, everything that he does for her is really for himself, for his right. own satisfaction. Um, he's just, he's just so gross. I saw a couple of things on, on his Instagram and like his picture, like he's got like this picture hanging up behind him. Like, I don't know where it is, but it's like kind of like where he takes a lot of his video, like where he makes all these videos and stuff. And it's like this woman crouching down with her legs sprawled open and her hair covering her face. It's just so disgusting again. Um, so I'm not going to really like cover like all the details of like what happened. I just really want to say that this is this is what's wrong with like the internet like it fucking puts these predators like ed um in touch with like these really young vulnerable um economically challenged you know women and then these women you know tr you know like try to kind of like like you know improve their lives and yeah, i really trying to make it they, work i really think that at the end of the day they get taken advantage of i mean i think you know we kind of saw what happened with rosemary but then we should also kind of acknowledge all these other situations where you know maybe women get like forced into like being a sex slave or you know like uh, other really bad things happen to them you know and they're not documented because you know they're from a third world country or you know their family's too poor to to you know pursue pursue it with the law or, or other things so i'm i'm truly disgusted by ed i'm truly disgusted that 90 Day Fiance is even like putting him on air. They should completely just take him off. And um, yeah, that's that's just kind of like my little rant. I'm just I'm like my blood is like boiling right now. Just even thinking about him, I just I hate him as a human. And so. can I just say, long before you start, it's this is becoming toxic. How 90 Day Fiance is normalizing a sex predator like Ed and a, a woman, a, you know, alleged women abuser like Jeffrey. Like trying to kind of humanize them, um, you know, shame on 90 Day Fiance for trying to sh shine a good light on them. Uh, but I, I mean, we're all implicit in the way that we're still watching. But I guess we also have to speak out on such bad behavior. Um, so I feel conflicted in that sense because, again, like, you know, the right thing to do is obviously to boycott. Jeffrey and people like Ed and again it's not like we knew Ed was was like this from the get-go because we had to watch several episodes and watch how th this whole thing unravel before we mm -hmm. had we can actually decide for ourselves like wait a minute there's something wrong here um so in that sense like I guess kudos to 90 Day Fiance production team for um for like you know having this delayed you know, um, for delaying the 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 act, you know, his true colors for us. Um, and again, I guess maybe that's them going back to their learning channel roots, right? 
<laughs> trying to educate us on like yes. sexual predators. But yeah, right. sorry, Elon, go go for it. Oh, and you know, to piggyback on what you were saying, and I was just, I was going to say the same thing is that TLC was originally the learning channel, and um, when I first saw this show, and the reason I got hooked on it in the first place was because it it gave us um, this insight into the whole um, K one visa process, you know, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's the whole reality um, TV perspective, but at the same time there are things um, that can, that we can be educated about. And I think this does shine the light on sex terrorism. It does shine the light on, um, you know, um, white savior complex and just um, different power dynamics, not just as male and female, but um, economical um, power dynamics, you know, in the, in the bigger scheme of things. So when we when we see a couple like Ed and Rosemary, yeah, it's very it's cringeworthy. It, it's cring, really cringy to watch, but at the same time, it does generate this discussion about you know um, that, that people who are who are well off um, taking advantage of um, of women, you know, especially you know um, minorities who are who live in poverty or in third world countries. Um, and it, it gives us a glimpse into something we would, we really wouldn't, you know, see on, um, on other relationship. We're not going to see the shit on the bachelor, you know, where else are we going to see stuff like this? And, um, yeah. Um, I, should you get a paycheck out of this? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think you should, but at the same time, um, we got to take the good with the bad. And I think if it generates this, this discussion, and I think it shines a light on the subject and it, um, it enables people, it gives people the knowledge to kind of take action and to just be more aware that this stuff is happening. Um, this is one couple, one, you know, um, they could do, they could make an entire spinoff of just people like Big Ed going to the Philippines or people like, I don't know, um, like that one guy who went to Brazil. Like they could just do a whole show itself like sex tourism and mm-hmm. um, guys um, taking advantage of, um, of people in poor countries, um, you know, who are um, dire straits, you know, and I'm not, again, I don't want to say that this is all about money, but um, that is involved. It has to be <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, for me, the whole big Ed's just a hot mess anyway. And um, when I was watching this episode, in my mind, it was, did you not respect the person you're going to marry or want to marry enough to not embarrass her on national TV? Yeah. Like, this is what, this is what you want to do. This is how you're going to present your, what you believe is your potential wife, is you're going to embarrass her. You're going to say, hey, like, look what I got, I'm sexy, you know, and okay, I'll give you a pass. Maybe, maybe that's not very risque, but then to just kind of embarrass her because no one's going to know Rosemary. No one's going to know her after this episode as, as the, Oh, you mean the single mom from the Philippines? No, you're going to know her as the woman whose breath stunk and who's like guy embarrassed her on TV. Oh, like the guy, the what you mean the girl whose breath was so bad that like the guy fucking outed her on TV. That's who Rosemary is. She's not, She's not the single mom. 
who's like in a like relationship in a healthier relationship now. She's not, you know, she's the person who dated Big Ed. She's the person whose breath was bad. Like, that's so fucked up you see what i mean right like no one's gonna remember anything about this season except this scene and this is the scene that went viral yeah another scene went viral the of all the content that ed was able to provide us and all the memes that ed was able to provide us um rosemary doesn't get that benefit rosemary gets your breath stinks and then you know and your legs aren't shaved right there's no there's no oh i have an ulcer and that's why there's no there's none of that right so was that worth it ed like this is how you're going to portray the person you want to marry so then you know when i was watching this i was like did they need to show that or maybe ed just wanted to do that maybe that was his way of um like masochistically exercising his fucking power over her and it, was, it, it made me sick and again like this hits close to home for me because she's filipina and i'm from the philippines so i'm very very aware of how filipinos are being portrayed you know aside from the way asians are being portrayed when it comes to the philippines especially and like all right how are we, how is tv going to you know portray filipinos and this is what this is what it is, right? A woman who doesn't shave her legs and who's, I guess... And like, lives has, in poverty, right? Yeah, like, yeah lives in poverty, has life. bad hygiene. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. this is... And you, you're telling you're telling her you love her and then you want to marry her. I don't fucking believe it. Yeah. I mean, I, do yeah, you so. think that... Do you think that Big Ed smells like a bouquet of roses? I he mean, you know... like mayonnaise, remember? He yeah. probably fucking smells like mayonnaise and beef jerky. That's yeah, like he smells like I... egg sandwich, guys. Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, seriously. I didn't want to get on that whole train, you know, to bash Ed because he, is, he literally is. Yeah, I don't he mind. Literally, he's, <laughs> he is a literal target for criticism. You know, aside, you know, even if he didn't open his mouth, even if he didn't display himself as badly as he does on camera, even if you just said, hey, here's a guy named Ed and this is him automatically like he opens himself up just by being the way he is to, to like criticism and jokes and insults and stuff True so like you know like come on and, and you have the nerve you know you think you are in a place to speak you know on on somebody else and uh i don't know it just it, rubs See, me, I, it all rubs me wrong the wrong way i hate that he amplified the whole white savior complex by throwing like Rose's sister under the bus by saying like yeah. oh like she's you know she wants my money or or they're only with me for my money and like come on like I bet Rosemary knows that she's not getting paid yeah. for the mm-hmm. show like come mm-hmm. on I, you know I, I can't Nadia, that. I, I like the I like the point you made a little bit earlier, and I just want to repeat it because I think that you know I have a you know a moral obligation to do so, and that was that. TLC is kind of normalizing this and making it like it's okay. Um, you know, for all of our listeners, this behavior is not okay. Yeah. Um, it's not okay to dehumanize people. It's not okay to treat people superior to you. It's not okay to assume people are less than you because of their economic situation, where they're from, how they're living. At the end of the day, people are humans. And I just hope that there's not a bunch of perverts out there that are kind of watching this and, um, you know, learning from this. 
Um, and so I, I pray for the vulnerable people um, out there in the world, whether it, it's, it's a man or a woman, because, you know, men also get taken advantage of in some of these situations, right? With, right. with women who have the same type of, you know, superiority complex. Um, so please just, you know, this is not normal. This behavior is not okay. So I know we're laughing about it and, you know, like, oh, Ed is so funny. And he's just like a little, you know, Humpty Dumpty guy. He's, he's a predator at the end of the day. Um, yeah. and, his, and his behavior is absolutely appalling and wrong. And people should not copy this behavior. Right. Absolutely. The, the joy I find out of it is at least, you know, when I read the comments on Instagram, um, which is where I get most of my meme content for 90 Day Fiance. When you, when you go into the comments and you see just how many people have Rosemary's back and how many people recognize that Ed is a slime ball and just you know, faith in humanity restored, right? Yep. Like you read that and you go, okay, like people aren't as like blind to this or people do see that this is wrong. And, you know, there's a whole cult following for Rosemary of, of, of men and women who have her back and who think that is disgusting. And for me, that makes me sleep better at night, knowing that he's not, you know, the hero in this or he's not being painted in like a good light in any of this situation. So he definitely is a villain on the show and rightfully so. So I think, yeah, I think uh, viewers of 90 day fiance, I think we got that one right. Yeah. He's a villain that we don't need, but somehow deserve. Um, I do have to say like, again, uh, hopefully we're not generalizing like the whole, like, you know, American and Filipino, you know, dynamic because like, you know, the outcome is not always bad. I just want to remind folks because um, if you guys remember uh, Tariq and Hazel, Tariq. Hazel's from <laughs> Hazel's from Philippines, and I think they're still together. And in fact, Tariq actually recently called uh, called Ed out on how he disrespects the the whole cult, the whole Filipino culture nice. when he was there, and how that. he kind of shit on how like there's no roof, like the electricity is not working. Um, Again, I I can't. Was that on Pillow Talk or? That was no. Actually, I I think he might have uh, probably said this on his Instagram, and then it was huh. posted on Reddit. Like the Reddit is caught on, and they reposted that. Um, so again, fact check me. Look look for that those those quotes from Tariq. But yeah, um, it's not always you know the outcome is not always bad. You know, there there are couples from you know that. That that work out in the end, right? So it's not as, like not everyone that goes through the Philippines are sex predators, or not everyone from the Philippines is trying to like, you know, like trap trap any American men, you know. So um, men or women, you know. So at least we know that there there are happy endings out there. But Ed is definitely, you know, it's not cool how you know he's trying to act all like funny and trying to normalize his behavior and trying to you know make it seem like he's you know he's trying to educate her on her breath and all that or like the fact that he she should be shaving her legs like no absolutely not and the only reason he gets away with that is because she's not an american woman because an american person would actually tell him off especially in this me too era like let's face it like feminism it's at a all-time high um so he knows he has to, you know, he has to go overseas to seek someone that he can control and he can kind of project his fantasies on. He called um, him ugly. And I think 
I'll take that. Yeah. As far uh, as this goes, I'll take that. And yeah. she was like, at least she got a, a, got a free trip that. to Palawan out of this. So yeah, good for her. Yeah, she got to fly on a plane, which is like, you know, I'm so happy for her. Um, all right. So as usual, we, we tend to end the show with our favorite WTF moment. And I'll go first. Uh, my WTF moment is obviously uh, Big Ed giving, um, you know, dental advice to, to Rosemary, um, only to be uh, slapped back, uh, you know, uh, like only, only to be embarrassed by the fact that, you know, she's, she actually has a genuine health problems, right? Um, right? And I thought that was, that was the best comeback and yeah and the fact that she she called him ugly in in tagalog that was like gold that moment was gold Um, yeah what about you guys um so you know ash was too easy so um i i dug a little deeper and i said and i figured okay like for me i think my wtf moment was when david was like what signs why was i ignoring (laughs) And I was like, are you serious? All um, the red flags? Yeah, hella. <laughs> like, how about the first three times she stood you up, right? Does that count? Or how about after all these years, um, you still have to pay to chat with her? Like, is, does that count? Um, how about when you went to the store that she usually or supposedly frequents and the person was like, nope, don't recognize her at all. Like, how many more signs do you need? So, uh, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. And uh, when he said that, it, just, it, it made me laugh. And uh, I was like, wow, how, how much time do we got? <laughs> so my, my WTF moment, it just kind of it goes back to Big Ed and the Teddy scene. It was like the WTF, STFU, GTFO. Yes. <laughs> like, Every acronym you can throw at that motherfucker, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, just like, oh, my God. Anyway, um, he's, he's, he's on my shit list, so good luck with that one, Ed. Man, he's cringy. Um, all right. So before we end, just want to remind folks, we're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple iTunes. So please download, follow, subscribe, like, comment, Email us on 90dayfiancewtf at gmail.com. We're almost Yay. everywhere. So hopefully we're gaining we're <laughs> listenership. <laughs> yeah. I promise uh, we're funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So until next time, any, any last words, guys? Um, I mean, till next week. Uh, yeah, please. Smash that like. Smash that follow. Uh, we... Uh, definitely want to grow this podcast so yeah thank you thank you guys Bye. bye bye